Welcome to Bean Stuff. Today we are going to be talking about different types of coffee or espresso, I should say more specifically, and different ways that you can enjoy it. That's right. Uh, espresso is the base to many enjoyable drinks. And when I say many, it, it just goes on. I've got a book in front of me here and half of them are just different espresso uh, me, uh, recipes. It's amazing. Well, I'm staring over at those book, the, well, the, the one book you have there, and it has got an affogato, which I don't know if we're talking about that, but it's making me a little, uh, a little hungry over it's, here. It's funny you should say that because I was looking through all my, I was going to go through the basics today, uh, but one of the my favorites actually is the affogato. Really? And but it's just so easy to do if you have an espresso machine. But you, <laughs> you put a blob of ice cream. Usually vanilla works really well. Or vanilla bean is sometimes good oh, too. That's right. That's right. And then not even, even half an ounce of coffee, of espresso. You don't need the whole thing or the two yeah. ounces. Uh, is perfect. And man, is it good. Well, and if you don't know what an affogato is. I know we're, we weren't going to talk about this, no. one, but we mentioned it. So yeah. if you're watching the video on YouTube, I'll put, a, I'll put a little picture right above my hand right here. If you're listening on the podcast, it's basically, it is a little like one single small scoop of coffee with a uh, shot of espresso poured over the top. I think I've said that already. Did you? Yeah. You oh, well, now we, you know, you <laughs> might. Um, well, let's get into it. Uh, I think we should start right at the root Right at the uh, oh, good idea. Right at the uh, the the base. the base of the tree. Yeah, go up yep. from there. So that yes. means starting with espresso. Espresso, not ex espresso, as we've said before, but es- espresso. Yes, it's right. Not fast and and quick, but more it's it's pressed, it's forced, and really, that, I mean, you could look up many definitions of espresso, but uh, small, strong drink using finely ground coffee under high pressure water. Well, and what does it mean in Italian? It means like to Push through force. That's right. Uh, correct. Yeah, um, I believe so. Which is the definition of espresso, which makes a lot of sense when you think about it. It is a packed amount of coffee uh-huh. with a boiler that's built up enough pressure to push that that hot water through the coffee. And yeah. And one one part that's uh, probably not overlooked, but uh, is the crema. That's the top part. You could have a whole, we could have a whole podcast on crema. I've done an article on crema. Well, and it's not just the top section, but it's that top little brown piece mm-hmm. that typically mm-hmm. looks a little bit almost caramelized. Or, mm-hmm. um, that has a lot of its own properties and flavor. That's right. It's usually the first thing you put goes into your mouth because there's usually, there's like three layers on an espresso. Um, that top one, the crema, is is got a little taste all of its own. It's got little even bits of grind of coffee in it itself. It's amazing stuff. Does it really? It does. Wow, and it's a very—it's a different texture almost. It's a—it's a thick. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have. It has a lot more, not maybe body, but a lot more. There's a viscosity to it and a, there, and a fluffiness, and it, which goes to say it, it's a good signal if your coffee is fresh or not. So if if you're getting shots pulled and you've got no creamer on it, usually it could be a sign your coffee is stale or not fresh. Right. Well, and I think you know espresso. We're going to do a little bit more of a deep dive into specifically timing of espresso and specifics of those in another later or different episode. Okay. Um, but, because, I mean, we could go into Oh, yeah. For, we could do that for quite a... We're already talking about I know. quite a bit. <laughs> but, so you start with espresso. That's kind of the yeah. the original, the... Well, I, I think it's the original. Yeah, it, yeah. It seems to be the most common. Very much. It's the base, for as I say, for all other drinks. And then you've got your weight ratio, how it goes. And there's different definitions. There's a bit of, you know, not controversy, but there's right. different definitions out there. Typically, it, it would be like one to two, one um, 
of, of ground coffee and two to finished beverage, like one ounce to two ounces. It, it depends, sometimes like two to two. Well, and I think something to clarify is that when I, if you go to a coffee shop and you say, hey, could I have an espresso? You are you were going to get like a little tiny shot of coffee with no milk. It's not, that's like, right. An espresso is not a, what we think of Hopefully as more that's like a lot. Yeah, if you get something with milk in it, you know you're <laughs> that's uh, right. working with something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so espresso is the very beginning. Espresso, that's the, doppio is for two ounces as such, so it's you know, a double right. shot. But that has so an espresso is one ounce and a doppio is two ounces. And I'm not going to say always because traditionally <laughs> perhaps because uh, I think more modern times it's two has become the traditional amount you will put in a drink of espresso, two ounces. Gotcha. Well, and, and sixty bef- mils. Before one thing I realized before we move on too far is we're not drinking espresso. No, we're not. We're no. drinking. Nothing we're talking about today. No, we're drinking what are, coffee. What, what kind of coffee is this one? Oh, this is one we call Base Camp, but I, I did it because I did it through a uh, cone, K-O-N-E, oh. and uh, just uh, seemed we were talking about it week, last week, whenever, and... A couple uh, weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and we did a Chemex with a cone, mm-hmm. uh, but it is tasty. I, I, did, to... I do have to admit something, though. What's that? I got a little distracted, and it went to five and a half <laughs> rather than four minutes. I could taste that. Yeah, I knew you could. I could see it in your face. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I wanted to address it in case someone heard slurping in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've got espresso. We've got dapio. Is that what you said? Dapio? It's for two in Italian, yeah. I believe. Not that I know Italian. <laughs> I hardly know English. So as we move on from espresso, and are these in any particular order as far as like... Uh, this You'll see a bit of an order. I'm going through more of the traditional espresso drinks that are out there that are common that people will typically know and will ask for. Gotcha. There's, there's other ones out there. I mean, I'm not going through the Irish whiskeys. I'm not going through... Oh, well, so and there many. is such a... There is a long subset of just like, you know, if you have an espresso and a latte, there's about a thousand in between, mm. you know, or each different increments of different measures. And even with so. those, the latte you've mentioned, the cafe latte or the mm. cappuccino, there's differences in definitions of how much milk, how much foam. Right, there's, right. There's a lot, I, I, so therefore, I, I admit at the beginning, I'm not an authority on this. I just know what I've been brought up with and what, what's happening in our area of neck of the woods. Uh, and I'll do my best. Well, that's the other thing is there are drinks that are out there, but that you don't necessarily see in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. And we might touch on some of those here. Yeah. Um, So that's the other thing. If you don't know what you're being, what you're listening to, like you hear us say something, it's like, well, maybe Mm -hmm. it would be interesting to ask the next time you go for a coffee, Mm -hmm. ask for one of the things that you haven't heard of before and see, see if they say, well, what is that? Or if you just get it. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you get it, is it correct? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, but so moving on from the espresso, yeah. we go on to our number two for today, yes. which is the ristretto. Right. Ristretto, which I believe means restricted. Um, and basically you're getting a smaller, stronger espresso. You're restricting actually the water, f- how much water is going to be in the end product. Interesting. Now... I want to clarify something because there's a lot of misconceptions of the word stronger in coffee. Oh, mm-hmm. A lot of times people think stronger means more caffeine, stronger means, you know, all these different things. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's a burnt coffee, it's stronger, right? Mm-hmm. No. Exactly. Um, so when you say a smaller, stronger espresso, what do you mean by stronger? Strong, I'm going to use another word that hopefully won't be misinterpreted, but more intense. 
So the what's extracted as far as a flavor, it's an yes, intensity of flavor. Yeah, exactly. So it's not necessarily more or less caffeine. Although in this case, it may be a little, but you would know less caffeine because it's smaller. Well, and why uh, this might be a little bit off the I might be going off so, <laughs> off off topic a little right. bit here. But when when it's stronger, why is it stronger when there's less water? Is it more of a there's a higher concentration? Like there's less liquid that's diluting mm-hmm. or that's gone through. And yeah. I guess, is it is it like a, like there's just less water to dilute the Basically, actual coffee? Basically, I mean, or? the dilution is different. That, and that's probably the major region, uh, region, reason. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it's really extracting uh, solubles in the coffee at a different rate. And that's going to, it could turn to bitterness. You don't want that. Um, but some like that a little more. And so the flavor notes are going to change because you haven't extracted or under-extracted, I should say, what you typically use. Right. Which is a good question because if you under-extract, you're going to get a bitterness and a stringency. Um, and therefore, you probably want to, the grind for mm-hmm. a restrictor, you want it to be finer. So it's water goes through, it's not going to go through so fast. And therefore, you're not going to get so much the bitterness. It could still happen, though. But with a fire and grind, kind of like we talked about in our in our episode on grinding, uh, the the finer the grind, the more surface area is exposed of the bean. So even with that smaller amount of water, there's actually going to be a similar amount of extraction, mm-hmm. or, yes. or you're going to allow more extraction because you are exposing more of the bean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true, and. Uh, and because of that longer extraction, you're going to get a certain taste. And there's experimentation here. I mean, right. I mean, on top of my head, I'd say, okay, you've, you're typically going to have a, a if you have two ounces is going to be your 60 mils is going to be your espresso, mm-hmm. then you want less. So if it's two ounces, try one and a half. And that's that's restricting. It may not be traditionally what it right. is, but you're restricting the flow and taste and say, well, I like this better or yuck. Well, and I'm just thinking like the amount of minutiae. I think I've said that word on the Ooh. podcast before, but Whoa. you can really drill down so deep because different types of coffee mm-hmm. are going to have different flavors, mm-hmm. yes. obviously. And then the different grinds that you use are going to also affect the flavor of the shot. Mm-hmm. Or if you're doing a ristretto, they're going to affect that. Mm-hmm. And the the amount of time you do is going to affect that. Mm-hmm. So there's so many aspects that, you know, a second more, a second less, a grind a little bit finer, a little bit coarser. They're going to have such an effect on on the actual coffee. And that goes for all of these. That's right. That's right. You could even get espresso machines that have the, at the, by the portafilter little levers that can control the, the time of the water comes through. Now, these are expensive machines, obviously. Yeah. But you don't need those. You can just do it by eye and, t- and your little timer. Well, and as a segue to our next one... After we spent such a long yeah, we did, time we? on the ristretto, this one is called the. How do you, is this called the lungo? That's very good. That's very good. L- oh, you need to do more Italian. A lungo. Lungo. That's oh, right. Wow. That's right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. That was, Ooh, that was intense. That, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about and, the, uh, the that's people a, listening. That's an Italian word, I believe, again for long. So this is the opposite of ristretto. Gotcha. So these two go hand in hand. You sometimes want the the, the shorter um, ristretto, or you may want the longer. Uh, longer, which is two to three times as much water that, that you would typically put in. Interesting. So you have kind of a spread. You have kind of a, a, a range of uh, ristretto, espresso, and longo. Yeah, that'd as be great. Like yep, just how it goes. Yeah, or short, medium. And long. the normal is going to be obviously an espresso in the right in the middle there. And I'm looking in in our some of the notes we have here, and it looks like we two to three times the water. Yeah. So if you've got two ounces of espresso, I mean, you're, you're approaching a a drink full. 
yeah. size, you know, just within the espresso shot. And you may want not want to do as much as that because you are approaching an Americana or long black. Uh, you're, you're starting to get into a different realm of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, what you're trying to do is trying to balance acidity um, as you add the water. So again, you may want to do opposite of uh, the restrictor. You may want to grind coarser so it mm. comes through a little faster because you're going to have a lot more. Uh, wow. So it's going to be a coarser grind because we are going to be extending the length of possibly, the shot. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. And again, that's all up to kind of experimentation. Yeah. Um, and I like what you said about the balancing acidity in water. So the more water we add, the more we counteract acidity. Is that kind of that, the... That's kind of correct. The other things happen. It gets weaker. You could get, you know bitterness and things coming up again because you but less likely than the right. ristretto but there's that you're always searching for that median mm-hmm. that middle ground that, that works the best between both the amount of coffee yeah. or sorry the amount of acidity and the mm-hmm. amount of water in that it's, shot it's a it's a it's a personal preference at this point so yeah you're, you're getting into some of the some of the finer weeds there yeah i know, <laughs> I, know. I, I do a bit and no i think it's great and um so I guess the the first one we have here that has something other than just water and coffee yes. is going to be the macchiato. And I actually have a question on this one already. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we'll I'll save that for the for a little bit more into the macchiato. Oh, okay. And macchiato, you're not getting too far away from just espresso and water or coffee and water. Fair. Um, macchiato, a mark means I guess it means to mark in Italian. That seems enough, to <laughs> seems to make sense. Makes a lot it? of sense. Staining is another sort of version of, of mm. or interpretation of it. Right. And I mean, typical. I do remember. Yeah, I do. Oh no, yeah, I do. I do remember when I was in Italy because I had been. I was thinking. How, is that, I'm thinking well, Brazil. we talked about um, on another episode the espresso machine you got in Italy. Well, I actually got it in England, but I, my, I was exposed to it in Italy. There we go. Right. But anyway, uh, well, I remember Italy. seeing them, a, a barista would, um, I didn't even know they were called baristas in those days, but <laughs> <laughs> the person serving the coffee, yes. uh, they would put up like like seven shots of wow. uh, of espresso. Yeah. And uh, if you one want a little bit of milk, well, that's fine. They put a little bit of milk in, but the milk goes down underneath, and then you don't know which one has the milk and which one does have the milk. So they would. This is what I believe I was told. But yeah. They marked as a little blob of foam. This one has the milk. Interesting, because that crema can look very much like yes. The like I think of like you know we look at espressos on like Instagram or whatever and you see all those cool little designs and stuff but what's around the white part of the design or the the milk foam mm-hmm. part is the crema mixed in with milk. Yep, it gets but all it has a similar color. So in a, in a, in a small amount of coffee, it might be hard to exactly differentiate the two. Yep, it sort of mixes in with the brownness of the coffee. Well, I think this is a perfect point to insert my question. What's your, I'm I a bit nervous, excuse me. I one night. Yes. Was in the deep dark realms of Twitter. Whoa! And I know I got, I came back though. Um, <laughs> but I found a question on there that got me curious. Mm-hmm. And the question was, um, why don't people stir macchiatos? Because if there's a mark of milk and it doesn't fully, you know, it's just you're marking it down the side or something like that. Why don't we stir them to get all of the milk? Uh, infused with the rest of the coffee. So I was curious on your opinion of that. I had an idea. Yeah, you, and you probably got a good idea, I'm sure. Um, it's sort of what I was just saying, that the mark is so they could identify the the, the coffee, the shot. Um, there's pluses and minuses of what you're talking about here. If you right. stir it, uh, as I said, often espresso will go into possibly three layers. Yeah. And uh, if you stir it, the advantage of that, you're going to put all the milk 
or you know everything together, not the milk, but the, all the coffee is going right. to fit together, and you'll get a, a consistent balanced espresso if it, if it started off that way. Right. Uh, by not doing that, this is what I, what I like doing myself is you t- have a taste, and the first thing is what you're talking about before you taste. Right. Is the crema. Well, that and that was that was kind of my my thought was like the two aspects where if you mix it, you have a consistent taste. Mm-hmm. Is it probably isn't bad, mm-hmm. but if no. you don't mix it, you you then do not. So not mixing it doesn't make sure it also keeps intact the different layers of the coffee. So you mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. coffee or the crema, mm-hmm. and then you may have coffee because the milk's heavier, so it may well, sit. Not, there's not usually milk in it, obviously. I'm saying just straight espresso. Oh, straight espresso. I was thinking the macchiato. Well, macchiato, yeah, too. And so if if you don't stir your macchiato, you get those layers of different flavor. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you stir it, you don't. And the same thing with espresso. You just don't have the milk aspect of that. Mm-hmm, exactly. And those different flavors as you drink the first one, you think about it. This is why I also remember Italy. They drink the first part because espresso is small. Right. They were probably getting one drink ounce. the first two. part, you mean just a sip. They <laughs> sip and they think. I don't know what they think about, but that's wonderful. And then, then they just go, whoop, down it goes, and they're gone. Well, and because it's going to get cold pretty quick too. That's true. It's just a small little amount, but that's all they need to do. Well, and that's another aspect of some of these drinks, especially these four that we've talked about so far, is they are such a small quantity mm-hmm. that it's very possible that it's going to cool mm-hmm. Excuse me, quickly, which is going to then add another aspect of flavor to it. It's it, going to make yeah. the flavor change mm-hmm. because Correct. Yeah. it's cooling. Mm-hmm. I think was it our, we talked about it in How to Taste Coffee, the episode we did about how... If coffee is really hot, mm-hmm. it can uh, it can trick you into making it taste. You don't taste the bad stuff mm-hmm. as much. Is it cool? You're gonna get possibly if there's a defect there, you'll taste it. And so that might even be you know, you take a sip and mm-hmm. I pass it to you, and you're like, oh, this is terrible. And I'm like, what? So uh, anyway, my definition, by the way, is, yeah, is the marking is the Italian barista. That's what they would do. More recently, it's been topped with a little more milk than just your typical mark, you know, just, just to identify it. Yeah. And it's topped with foam, and uh, you the barista likes that a little bit because they can even put a little bit of design. Hard to do in a small little cup, little well, dinky. Some of the cups they're coming in are just tiny. D- I'd call them dinky, but that's dinky. what they are, two ounces. Probably the cup's three ounces overall, so you right. can get a lungo if you need to. Need to. But uh, that's more recently, it's been topped a little more milk than a typical um, uh, macchiato would. Because then you've got another player come along, Starbucks, mm-hmm. and this gets very confusing. They've added, uh, I think it's called the caramel macchiato. Um, Which is interesting in itself because a macchiato is a mark of milk. So if you add caramel on there, what are you what are you doing to the construct of that drink itself? Well, you're changing the flavor quite a bit by putting caramel in to start with. But uh, it just confuses when you ask for a macchiato. Well, what are you asking for? I would typically ask for a cafe, uh, you know, a cafe latte, right? Or a cafe macchiato, just just so you get the right thing. Well, and that's yeah. I mean, that's I, I guess a key aspect of all these drinks we're talking about is to pay attention mm-hmm. because there are so many subsets of definitions and different people, different baristas, all that kind of stuff can have a different idea of what. Their macchiato. We're going to have a lot of annoyed baristas out there going, "What are you talking <laughs> well, about? Guess, Who, have I, you been listening to Bean stuff?" <laughs> and I guess that's to say that you know there are some concrete definitions of these things, and but yeah, people can still yeah. mess with them. Number five. Number, Number five, five. We're getting into some more. I mean, macchiato is pretty typical now. Yes. Maybe not at like a McDonald's. Well, they mm-hmm. probably have it there too. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I haven't been. But but uh, we're kind of coming into a more commonplace coffee that we see almost. It, you can almost get it anywhere. I would say I would be. It'd be hard pressed to not find it yep. in a coffee shop. You'd see it on most menus. That is the cappuccino. Cappuccino, yeah. and I I would say I don't know. I feel like this is probably my first. Like this is the where I started. Yeah, and that's what I knew when I started that cappuccino is what I would have got in Italy and Greece and places in Europe because it was just well known traditional. And, and I would say that this is we're starting to get into a territory of coffee drinks that are probably better suited if you are not a coffee drinker yet or if you don't like coffee that much. This is going to be a, a, a bit, maybe a better intro because there's a little yes. bit more milk. It's a little bit exactly. more mild in its flavor as far as like the intensity of it. That, that's interesting you say that. I agree with you. And what typically happens, I found mm-hmm. over my 15, 20 years of just in the coffee industry, has been that you... You start, like you're saying, with a cafe latte we're going to get right. to in a moment, a cappuccino, and you actually start really enjoying the coffee flavor so much you right. don't you want less of the milk. Right. And so you start going down from a, you know, to a, a cortada. We're going to finish on that one today, which was one of my favorites. Um, but it's just less and less milk until you get to saying in the afternoon, I just want uh, an espresso straight. Thank you. Whereas I think if you start with that, it's going to make you your lips pucker. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you just all sorts of kind of like biting into a lemon, mm-hmm. completely different flavor. But at yep. the same time, there's an intensity to that, which and again, if you want to go for it, yep. uh, you know, obviously, and I would say it is intense. It doesn't, if it is puckering you and making you all go sour like that, you, <laughs> it's, it's a shot that hasn't been pulled very well. That's, it that's do fair. That. I would just say it's a shock compared to it a is. cappuccino. Yep, you're right. It's a drastically different intensity. I was reading uh, today as we were preparing for this that uh, the cappuccino in Italy, um, where it sort of originated, was that uh, they would always have a cappuccino to start with, which uh-huh. has milk in it. We were talking about that in a moment. Yeah. And because I, I, this may not be true, but it said in Europe, particularly Southern Europe, lactose intolerant more so. Uh-huh. And therefore, they would have their one milk drink, which they loved and was delicious and, and sweet. Then the rest of the day, they'd have an espresso without milk. So they would make one of the drinks that they... they the first one. Would be a cappuccino. Mm-hmm. So they would be willing to suffer for the cappuccino. Mm-hmm. And then they would have espresso the rest of the yep. day. Interesting. Anyway, I... Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Um, so, cappuccino. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say, first up with cappuccino, read yeah. that there's... I feel like this is probably the most broadly used name in coffee. It, it is. And because of that reason, it's also uh, broadly um, abused, too, in terms of what is a cappuccino, and particularly where did the cappuccino come from? And I've heard many things that could be true, yeah. but may not be true. Lots of myths. There, There is a couple of them that, as I've been reading this, I've realized, oh, I'm not so sure this is true. I think <laughs> this might fall in that category of did myth. You, did you find this on the lore of the internet? I, I did. This and, is coffee lore. And, and, and lore and talking to a few coffee friends as yeah. well. I always used to think it was the hood of the monks. And I was even told at one stage it was the bald spot. The uh, hood? Of, what do you mean the hood of the monks? Oh, it's sort of, this, it's a cap that goes over the head uh-huh. and the cap. Cappuccino is came from the monks and the hood. Would they drink the cappuccinos or something? Or I, they probably did, being if they were in Italy. But I, uh, it was just that it was somehow related to that. That's possibly their origin of that. And their bald spot was like the the milk, the fluffy milk in the front. 
And I used to, I sort of think I believe that, but I, I don't know if I've ever heard that. Oh, well, that's what I'd heard. I mean, that's, I, no, I, 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 yeah. I mean, it started in Vienna, 19th century, I think, and wow. uh, it was called, it's got a name here, uh, Capuzinu. I didn't say that quite right, but, uh, but, uh, and they would have coffee with milk until the, the whole drink shaded sort of brown of the monk's robes. So there's, there's a monk part in there, but not necessarily their hood and their cappuccino. Right. Not necess- necessary. Man, it's very interesting. It goes kind of like the, the episode we did on the history of coffee. There's so many interesting yeah. little things that may we, or may not exist. We may never know. <laughs> we never know. Um, so, rule of thirds with cappuccinos. Oh, that was the other myth I think I came yeah. across. And I've, I've read it. I've seen it many times. Right. Which basically the rule of thirds mean that there's a third espresso, a third of milk, and a third of foam. And in the cup, you'll see three. Equal parts of those three. Exactly. And as you start looking at that, you read about that and you realize actually probably the first time you come across that rule of thirds is mm-hmm. 1950. Which that's is not that long ago. That's not, that's, you know, and I think, oh, just a moment, red warning light there. Perhaps that's not what, how a, a cappuccino was originally made. Um, well, especially considering that the original name was from the 19th century. There you go. Good, te- good detective work there. <laughs> uh, but uh, as you look at the more longevity, the, what, how it's been for a lot longer, right. it's typically been either 111. Uh, that's what that's what the rule of thirds, I should say. Right. But more typically, it's been a 122. And the, t- the one being what? One ounce of, for instance, one ounce of espresso, two ounces of milk, two ounces of foam. Gotcha. Uh, that seems to have the older tradition in, oldest tradition in, in Europe. And I would say that the cappuccino has a lot more foam than I think most yeah. people may expect. Like there's actually a, you know, there's more foam than there is espresso. That's right. In, in If you're doing a one, two, two. And that's where it's changed, I think, for the good. That foam that is can be, you, when I was growing up, yeah. it was very airy and bubbly. and the bigger, Almost like Swiss cheese. Yeah, yeah. And you take a sip and you really got a taste of coffee. All you got was this airy, fairy milk. Right. And it was rather off. It wasn't a very nice taste to taste. Well, and I think that that's something interesting too, is that the milk throughout a lot of these coffees, it needs to be a velvety, oh, good word. very, oh, it's almost like, it's almost like a cream. It's right. It's like a denseness to it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas if you have something, you look down at your drink and it's just got like a bunch of holes, kind of like big bubbles. It's like, eh, careful warning not. again. Yeah. Uh, which would be another podca- podcast 494 will be how to phone <laughs> your milk. Because that, that's going to I'm curious how it. we would show that on a podcast. Yeah. And the noise, sh- cutting, uh, don't worry about yeah, it. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, you're looking, that's another thing to look for with the cappuccino. Since there is so much foam, it becomes a much larger factor of that drink. Yes. Than and it's maybe important a that that milk is done well so that you taste the sweetness of the milk right. combined with the uh, sweetness of the espresso itself. And you've got a voila, you've got a great cappuccino. Well, and it's incredible. You start adding in, so we, not only do you have all the coffee variables that add to the taste or subtract from the taste, but then you start adding milk, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. different types of milk. All that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, there's a whole new subset of variables. No, I just realizing I, in New Zealand, and I think it was done worldwide for, well, perhaps not outside Italy, where <laughs> you're next to the cappuccino, the machine, yeah. that make the barista would make it, you'd have a big glass jar of either cinnamon or chocolate. Uh-huh. And the last thing they would do is, which what would you like on this? Um, and you could shake cinnamon or shake chocolate on it. Like a little dusting on yep, top. Yep, yep. And I just realized, probably because they knew 
the milk was going to taste so bad, it was so aerated, mm. uh, that you needed a little sweetness of chocolate or cinnamon to cut through before you got to the actual coffee underneath all that. Well, it's interesting because I had a cappuccino yesterday with cinnamon sprinkled on top. Yes. Made by you. I know. <laughs> I was and thinking it, of this episode. And it's so interesting. I mean, and now I'm getting off in the weeds again, but it's another aspect where there wasn't a lot of cinnamon on there, but I could smell it and it adds to the taste. So there's so many little flavor things that can affect it. Wow. We've got four more. Or four, yeah. Oh, let's dig in. And let's we've got dig a, in. Let's just go a little faster here, Pat, because they're all similar. They all have the base of espresso. And one is the, I call it the, well, it's called the Cafe Latte, which interestingly is not originated in Italy. Wow. And yet it's Italian. With latte. Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or I mean, the name is not the coffee or yeah. not the drink, sorry. <laughs> it, it was, espresso went worldwide basically, but it, some people thought it was very bitter and intense. Mm. So therefore, uh-huh, what do we do? We add some milk to this to sweeten it down. Right. Uh, more milk than the cappuccino, for instance, um, and less foam perhaps as well. Yeah, and uh, it, uh, it it had this large amount of milk, therefore, and became known as the the cafe latte. Latte meaning milk, of course. And what's the is there a typical ratio of the cafe latte? It's it's varied again, but um, one two two would be quite typical of the latte. Or, what, or it, 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 one two one. There's a, there's not so much foam. It's just more milk in it, so right. it all depends. Um, the milk takes a different form in the cup. That's right, that's right. I, in New Zealand, whew, early days, it, yeah. it would come out like a soup bowl. It was so large. I've seen you make it in a soup bowl. I know. A and long, long, long I time remember, ago. I had to put double shot, put another double shot in before I even start tasting coffee. had so much milk. Well, there used to be a joke in New Zealand, you'd lift up the cup underneath it, and you look under, and the cup would say, Anchor, which is the uh, milk company in New Zealand, <laughs> they were so happy that it was because so there was milk. so much milk in the. You got to fill it with something. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's a great segue to yeah. the flat white. Oh, which yeah. you know what? I think for the first time, the first time I saw this in a Starbucks was probably like five or six years ago. It's it pretty recent to Starbucks, yeah. And I was in Seattle at a random, not even like a Starbucks that was like a cool special one, but just a regular Starbucks. And I looked up at the board and it said flat white, and I thought. No way. Mm-hmm. So there was a flat white. And I, I would say, you know, I said cappuccino earlier was probably my first coffee. But mm. you know what? In reality, it was probably the flat white. Probably was. Um, well, yeah, probably I was. I mean, it, or some combination. And but this is the one that, that you and I would, this would be our, this is our standard. This is what yeah. we're standardized on for most days. Of course, it was invented in uh, New Zealand, obviously. Joke. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand and Australia both pretty. There's a pretty. There's a tussle strong with who made over it. who made it. I'm going to say it's an Australasian drink. How's oh, that for really? diplomacy? You're going to take a side there. No, well, oh. sort of. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but basically, the, the 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 I believe it came from those cafe lattes with so much milk and, and stuff going on. They right. just sort of flatten that out somehow, make it to make it flat. And um, and I want it white. I still want milk in there, but just flatten it out. Yeah. And obviously the word flat white, I, that may not be totally historic, historic and factual as that, but right. it, that's what it's done. It's flattened it out. So now you've got this, you can even, baristas love it because now you can do the thing called um, latte art. Mm. And you can well, do Well, you designs. don't have that thick layer of foam. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to make that foam and see it, and you can do wonderful designs. And I know for us, typically, we have about a five-ounce cup. So it's like two ounces of espresso yes, and then three ounces of milk. And 
and I think I I mean I know we have yeah. it in a five ounce, and then we also have you know a five or a six ounce is kind of the two we've switched between. That's right, and and it's interesting the whole the utensil you put all these drinks in, mm. the size of them makes it huge difference so when yeah. when i use a, a cappuccino cup which is actually a little larger you'll always think that i haven't given you enough what i'm trying to do is a flat <laughs> You've white skimped on the drink yeah i've made a flat white the right ratio and right. and not just filled it up with milk oh and that i used to hate that when you're in an airport somewhere saying i said you have a flat white and had if you able to even explain what that was because you wanted right. more coffee flavor they would fill up the the Two ounces of espresso, then three ounces of milk, and there'll be another four ounces they could put right. in. And they say, "Oh, I feel so bad. I'm going to skimping you." And they start putting the milk in. You go, "Stop, stop!" Anyway, right? Well, and I think that's that's a challenge I, I submit to someone in the world <laughs> listening. But is and it depends where you are. Most places, some places are really good, but it is sometimes difficult to get the right type of coffee into the right size of cup mm-hmm. or if it's not in the right size of cup the right amount in that size of cup because i i have definitely leaned over the counter and looked and said can i have it in that and it's like the little tiny like tester cups or you know you it's like the the smallest they have might be 12 ounces and yes. if you're wanting five ounces of coffee it's really hard to convince people that you yeah. truly want that i know they think you're yeah, diddling out of money because oh no you're, <laughs> nah. it's like no i want yeah. that Two more, um, two more. Two more. Number eight, the Americano. Oh, yes, the Americano. Was Believe, this invented in the U.S.? Uh, not so much as, again, in Italy, uh, but in World War II, I believe. Yeah. And the the Americans uh, were, the espresso was a bit new for them. Yeah. found it a bit too intense, as we were talking before. Oh, my. And they had often... Like over the counter and say, could you just water that down somewhat? Right. And so they'd put their ounce of, of espresso in there and then fill the rest up with water, hot water. Interesting. And stir that up. And uh, that was known as the Americano, Cafe Americano. Uh, there's a, another one called a Long Black, I believe, which is, I don't know if it's New Zealand or Austral- Australasian, let me say. Yeah. Where once again, it's important, I think, of what goes in first, the espresso or the hot water. If you're going to make an Americana, I like the long black that does it the opposite way around and it puts the hot water in first, then it puts the espresso on top. Right. So the first taste again is espresso rather than hot water um, from it, it being uh, done the, the wrong, the opposite way around, I should say. Well, and it's, yeah, interesting. Even with just two simple ingredients, the, the process, the order, the amount, the ratio, all of it can change it so drastically. Look, do, you, tip- do you enjoy? Americanos? I do hear them sometimes. I do, yep. And I found, I, I heard a tip once, and I, I thought that sounds a bit silly, uh, where they would, and I'd ask if they could do the more the long black style. Of, right. And put the espresso in last. And then I was told once, just get a spoon, and if you've got time, you uh-huh. can do this. You can <laughs> scrape off the crema on top, and it actually makes it a better tasting, sweeter drink, because the crema has little, little particles of coffee in it, actually, as well. Interesting, yeah. And it just made it a little bitter. Um, so there's a little trick there. You may just start uh, scooping off the top. Yeah, up to you. I w- it's unlike to even do it for espresso, but I like to have the creamer on espresso. I think it does add a good amount of flavor to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And this one, the oh, Cortado. Number nine, not because it's last, but because I've been enjoying this recently. Well, it's very close to a flat white. It is, actually. I realize that in my head. I mean, sometimes I would almost want to consider some of the coffees that we consider flat whites. There's another Cortado. Yeah, and there's another close uh, cousin of this would be called the Piccolo, which I believe is Australian. Mm. Um, And that's got even less milk, I believe, than the Cortado. Interesting, Uh, yeah. So it's, it's... 
it's again, as I say, as I said at the beginning, as you start drinking coffee and enjoying good coffee, you start wanting just that taste rather right. than, and so you get smaller and smaller amounts of milk, and Cortado is a good uh, balance for, for, for doing that. Right, right. It, it's one of those coffees that actually, is, again, it's, it's not Italian on origins like a lot of the others. Right. It's actually Spanish, I believe, in, in Madrid was where it was first sort of huh. really drunk in a lot of. Yeah. And... Uh, the espresso you know, is brewed longer, and it's a little weaker than than what the Italians may like. When you say weaker, what do you mean by weak? I guess as far as intensity, it's it's got a little more milk. It's sort of like a, a I guess you say a one one or a three three. Let me put it that way. Yeah, or two two. I see how I like it. Two a two, two two ounces of of, of espresso, two ounces of milk. Interesting. Um, half and a half. Half and half. Not half no, and half. No, no, yeah, no, no, careful, no. Careful, careful. Yeah, we'll be careful with our words there. Yeah. So, and it, it foamed that milk really well, and you've got a nice, just sort of in between. Uh, they would typically uh, serve it in a glass. It doesn't worry me, but uh, it's, uh, yeah. sometimes it gets a bit of hot in that glass. Yeah. <laughs> a little hard to handle. Yeah. Well, that's our nine for today. Woo, well. I mean, there are so many oh. out there. We've only just hand-picked nine of those, and you've got a whole book over there. i got a and I had quite a few of those in Ethiopia, and the Scandinavian coffee, and the Romano, and the Red Eye that a lot of students would love. <laughs> anyway. And I'll, so what? there's an awesome chart on the, somewhere on the internet that I'll put a link to. Oh, yeah, there's um, a few of them out there, actually. And if you're watching it online, I'll put it right above my hand here. Wow. Um, it'll be right here. Uh, but uh, there's a really cool chart that kind of goes from... Can you put it in my hand? Sure, we can put it in your hand. Thank you. Um, but so there's a cool chart that goes basically from like straight espresso all the way to like the milkiest drink and it kind of walks through all the different Mm -hmm. styles shows you a really cool picture and so i'll put a link to that good um i'll also put a link to that book that you got over there dad because that's a pretty cool little book um it's called coffee obsession yeah uh but it's really cool it walks through in a really thorough manner Mm -hmm. um, all the different drinks again Thank you so much for listening. If if you are currently listening and you're at 37 minutes or whatever we are at currently, I would just want to thank you because you are committed. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if everybody gets here. No, not so sure. to whoever is here, thank you so much for listening. Um, as always, feel free to, uh, to like, to comment, to send us uh, questions, anything like that. Always feel f- uh, give us a rating. Tell us if we're doing good or if you're like, yeah, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. But we enjoy doing it and we enjoy uh, that you, we want you to enjoy it as well. So thank you so much for listening and uh, we look forward to, to the next one. next one. Well, thank you so much. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>